0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, March 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Gowley. Here's today's headlines. Trump budget is due out. China uncertainty fueling planting questions. And a key senator is angered by GMO salmon. Okay. Crash claims WFP staff. Our condolences go out to the United Nations World Food Program and its family in the wake of the Ethiopian Airlines crash yesterday near Adidas Ababa. Seven WFP staff members from six different nations were killed, that according to an email by WFP Executive Director David Beasley. Trump proposing new cuts. President Donald Trump releases his fiscal 2020 budget today, and it's widely expected to include proposals for deep cuts in farm and nutrition programs and other areas of domestic spending. No details of the USDA budget have been released, but Agriculture Secretary Sonny Bourdieu has warned it would be conservative. According to reports, the budget will propose a major increase in defense spending and ask Congress for $8.6 billion in border wall funding. This budget, like others that the President has proposed, will go nowhere in Congress, especially with the Democrats in control of the House. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts has appealed to Trump directly not to propose cuts to crop insurance. But Roberts says presidential recommendations to slash farm programs go back to at least the Reagan administration. Roberts said the president's budgets are always trying to reflect what the administration would like to have, both from the practical standpoint and, more important, the ideological viewpoint. Again, that according to the Kansas Senator. No end to the U.S.-China trade war imminent. No date has been set for a U.S.-China summit because negotiators still too far apart on key issues. That's the word of U.S. Ambassador to China Terry Branstad speaking to the Wall Street Journal on Friday. Just last month, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin expressed confidence that President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping would be able to sign a deal to end the trade war by the end of March. Branstead said in Beijing, both sides agree that there has to be significant progress, meaning a feeling that they're very close before that happens. We're not there yet, but we're closer than we have been for a very long time. Trump told reporters on Friday he still thinks a deal can be reached, but warned he was willing to walk away. Trump said of the talks, I'm confident, but if we don't make a very good deal for our country, I won't make a deal. Keep in mind... China promised to buy another 10 million metric tons of U.S. soybeans at the conclusion of the last round of talks in late February, but it hasn't come close to meeting that commitment so far. USDA Friday announced the sale of 664,000 tons of soybeans to China. USDA planning uncertainty heightened by China. U.S. Department of Agriculture wrapping up work on its annual prospective plantings report, but it may be moot by the time it's published on March 29 because farmers want to know if the U.S. and China can strike a deal to end their trade war before deciding on what to plant. That according to USDA Deputy Chief Economist Warren Preston. USDA's expecting farmers to plant less soybeans and more corn, but a deal with China could turn that around very quickly. Preston said in an audio posting from USDA. A key senator rips FDA salmon decision. A senior Senate appropriator from Alaska is furious at the Food Drug Administration over its decision clearing the way for U.S. production of genetically engineered salmon. On Friday, FDA announced approval for the import of salmon eggs by Aqua Bounty Technologies, which has built a plant in Indiana to raise the fish. Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska inserted language into the FDA spending bills to prevent the sale of the fish until the agency implemented labeling guidelines. But the agency says USDA's new biotech disclosure regulations remove FDA's authority over GMO labeling. Murkowski said, I am not going to back down and will continue my fight to ensure that any salmon product that is genetically engineered be clearly labeled. USDA's new guidelines don't require adequate mandatory labeling and don't suffice as giving consumers clear information. Instead, they will only confuse people, in the words of Mikowski. USDA tees up key part of the dairy industry bargain, a key change to the way fluid milk is priced will take effect May 1st. That, according to USDA, implementing a critical part of the deal between milk producers and dairy processors. Provisions worked out between the National Milk Producers Federation and the International Dairy Foods Association, and included in the 2018 Farm Bill, will modify the formula determining the floor price for fluid milk based on fluctuations in prices for milk that goes into butter and cheese. So what's the big deal? Experts say the change will go a long way toward eliminating price spikes, allowing processors to better manage their supplies. National milk support for that change and IDFA's backing and turn for overhauling the old margin protection program for milk producers represented a sea change in dairy industry relations that helped to smooth the way for the current Farm Bill. Wheat export pessimism missed the mark. Sluggish weekly sales data before the government shut down in December led to skepticism that the U.S. wheat exports would live up to the USDA's forecast. Of 27.2 million metric tons in the 18-19 marketing year, that's changed now, U.S. Wheat Associates says in a new analysis. Up-to-date commercial sales information shows that there's been a remarkable uptick in year-over-year weekly exports, according to the report. And the bottom line, with just 13 weeks left in the June-May to May marketing year, U.S. wheat exports now only have to average about 403,000 tons a week to reach the USDA's forecast by May 31st. That is well below most weeks so far this year when export sales reached as high as 600,000 tons. Booming tomato market likely to keep growing. The fresh tomato sector has been growing steadily for decades, and it should keep growing, according to an analysis by the USDA's Economic Research Service. In the 1980s, Americans consumed about 12 pounds of fresh tomatoes a year since 2000. Average consumption is up to 20.7 pounds, due in part to growing imports and improvements in production technology. The report says the current trends favor continued expansion and provide momentum for sustained growth. Even as imports have grown, the use of greenhouse, hoop houses, and other adaptations has allowed domestic production to expand to regions and seasons where production wasn't feasible before. It is the law. Trump signs PREA. President Trump has signed into law the Pesticide Registration Improvement Act, which will raise the fees that pay for EPA's oversight of pesticides. The legislation had been hung up for months over unrelated battles over EPA protections of farm workers and regulation of the insecticide Corperfos. Roberts tried unsuccessfully in the Senate to get the measure included in the new Farm Bill. Here is today's He Said It. If this isn't a great deal, I won't make a deal. That President Trump on the U.S.-China Talks. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, March 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jack Alley.